Well, if you're listening to this, I hope you've enjoyed this year's coverage, uh, 2022 high school basketball in Southeast Iowa. We are getting ready to try to put together the best coverage of high school basketball in Southeast Iowa. We have so many great teams. We have uh, someone who's going to push uh, 3A, 2A, and 1A all the way to the state title. We have several teams that could make it there, and we have tremendous support. But I'm going to ask you, the listener, or uh, for an opportunity to help us as we reach out to you because, uh, you know, we really want to put out the best coverage of any part of the state, make Southeast Iowa stand out front, get our players and our teams and our communities the attention that they so desperately deserve because of the amount of talent and the high-ranked teams that we have. So if you have a business or you want to support us, we if you could send us $10, we'll, we'll read your name into the program. If you could give us $50, we'll have you sponsor a game. If you could give us $300, you could sponsor the whole uh, Southeast Iowa program, and we'll provide you with the best coverage. And I want to give you an example of this that we're about to hear from all the coaches. But we also get you the best in media. Uh, Scotty Melvin gives you reports. He goes to games and puts in all the time. We've talked to, you know, KISS FM. We've talked to the Southeast Iowa Union Sports Editor. We, we're we bringing you the best coverage that I know how to give you. And I think we could get up-to-the-date minute reports. I want to try to start on the playoff days about 4 o'clock in the afternoon and post pre-recorded interviews with the coaches about the games they're going to be played. And then I want to, out every half an hour, keep putting something else up, putting something else up with a coordinated effort, you know. And, and if you guys could help figure out a way to get us some information uh, about the games that are going on, and we'll try to get people posted and keep up and have our friends in the media help us as much as we can. So uh, it's going to be a big operation. We could use any amount of support that you can. My number is 641-919-3251. There's a way to message us here on the platform if that would work for you. you. If you see anybody that's involved in our coverage, John Bain, Scotty Melvin, Bob DeWitt, you know, round guy, myself, Dave Johnson. If you're in the communities, you know, ask around. Uh, uh, like I said, we'll give you that number one more time. 641-919-3251. Let's make Southeast Iowa basketball the best coverage in, in all of Southeast Iowa. And then this is a legacy that's going to last forever. And we're, you know, we're in 33 countries, 41 states now, 130 cities in Iowa. We are really expanding. Uh, our high school football coverage in the playoffs had the best ratings that we ever had. If you want to get your message out across to the, you know, to the to as many people as you can in Southeast Iowa, podcasts are the way to go. The more people listen to podcasts than they do TV, newspapers, and radio combined. So, Anyway, thanks. I hope you've enjoyed our, our program so far. Welcome back to Round Guy, the podcast, as we get you the, caught up on last week's action of high school basketball in Southeast Iowa, presented by Henshaw Trailers of Richland, Iowa. Uh, on the phone with me is Michael Comstack, of the voice of the Pekin Panthers, who works for KISS FM, and uh, Andy Kressinger, who yeah. is... Uh, the uh, sports editor for the Southeast Union. Welcome to the program, guys. Thanks. Thanks for having me. 
So uh, let's uh, let, let me talk to you first, Andy, about this uh, Fort Madison uh, uh, Washington game that you were at. That was a pretty big game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. You know, it was it was really cool because it was uh, one of those games that you don't get very often in the regular season, where uh, you know everything's on the line, and you know that 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 second kind of sect of, of the towns that maybe normally wouldn't be there. So it's a full on packed house standing room only, and. Uh, um, Washington did kind of a cool thing with their starting lineup where they had, they killed the lights and they had the little glow sticks in the crowd and stuff. So they changed up a little bit. And so it kind of had a little, little playoff feel, which is pretty cool. And, uh, um, and yeah, and Washington, uh, oh, jumped out to about a 17 or 18 point lead. And that, um, uh, for Madison, that Miles Deer kid can, can jump from about anywhere. And he just does a little finger roll from anywhere, you know, inside the three point line, it seems. And, and he, he was really playing well and he got into about, him and Dayton Davis got into about three, I think, and but uh, Demons held on, so um, they could wrap up the conference alone tonight against Keokuk. So, Michael, talk to me about some of the exciting games you saw maybe in the last couple weeks. Um, well, the Panthers have been been pretty busy the last couple weeks. We had a couple makeup games. Um, got to see a couple pretty good teams that are that'll be uh, expected to do some damage probably in postseason play. We matched up with Cardinal on Saturday. I know they picked up the number two seed in their district behind Mid Prairie. So um, we played them to ended up being a 12 point victory, but it was a closer game. Panthers had it to three with less than five minutes to go, and then just couldn't finish the game off. Um, and then they matched up against with Minneapolis on Monday night, and Minneapolis only dropped two team or two games in the conference, both to Winfield. Panthers took them to double, double overtime the first time they played, and then they knocked us off by four. So Panthers are playing pretty good basketball right now, heading into getting ready to head into postseason play. You had that uh, uh, fifth grade uh, jump rope night. Huh? How big of a deal is that? Uh, that's a huge night for Pekin. It's one of those things that they've done ever since my kids were in kindergarten, and it's it's always amazing to watch how talented those kids are, how excited they are to get in front of the crowd, and it always helps players too because you know you've got a built-in whole bunch of fifth graders who are excited to be at the game so there's just that added atmosphere as well you know and and they perform at halftime of the girls game um they do a lot of individual stuff during the girls game and then for the boys game that's when all the excitement comes out you know you've got kids that are doing back handsprings into the jump ropes and different jump rope routines that they've come out with um they had a couple kids that were dribbling the basketball as they were jump roping you know so just a lot of different things, and this brings an excitement to the night and brings a big crowd. Um, you thought the Columbus crowd was huge when you were there, but there was no place to sit anywhere in the gym, and a lot of it was to do to that uh, to the jump rope night at Pekin. So, Andy, uh, uh, Mike's mentioned uh, Meepo. That's a two-way school, and Cardinal, that's a two-way school that, that Pekin's been playing. Uh, uh, what about Mid-Prairie up there in two-way? Are they still undefeated? Yeah, still undefeated. Um, they have a, a, a big one uh, tomorrow night. If I say tonight, I, I, my brain's on Friday because I just did the Friday paper. But um, um, against uh, Monticello, um, and, and I, I think, and then so the brackets came out, and um, he mentioned uh, Cardinal, which by the way, Cardinal and Pekin is one of the more fun rivalries in that little, in that little area. Um, I love going to those games. But um, um, if Mid Prairie were to move on to state, they got to they. they Take Meepo first, well, possibly, 
I think Depot's got to get to them, but they could possibly have to beat Mediapolis first and Cardinal second, and that's even before they get to the, uh, the sub-state game. So that's a, that 2A bracket that they have going, the local 2A bracket's a really kind of uh, a fun one. And Midtrack is at it, and it'd be pretty interesting to see uh, where they lie. Well, I don't care if you're 3A, 2A, or, or 1A. It's not going to be easy sledding anywhere. Yeah. And uh, we got so many great teams. So uh, back to you, Michael. Uh, Pekin, uh, uh, they, they've got the brackets out. How are the uh, – who, who are they facing? <laughs> well, you were talking about those tough brackets. We have In our bracket, we've got Waco and New London. And we were lucky enough, we got the sixth seed, so we don't have to play those first two for the top two teams. But the third team in our bracket is uh, the defending state champions, Montezuma. So that's who we drew first round. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, you're thinking, you, oh, maybe you oh, don't want to play Waco, you don't want to play New London, but then you get thrown against uh, the defending state champs. So uh, there wasn't really an easy first round game for the Panthers because I believe Iowa Valley was the number four seed. And, every, you know, all of those teams – um, all had really good years this year. So not an easy bracket for the Panthers. Um, you know, they will match up against Montezuma. Coach Swanson's got a week to get ready, and he's very good with the game plan. So it'll be interesting to see how they come out Monday night because uh, we're off until then. So we won't play until Monday night, and uh, Coach Swanson will have about a week to work with the guys to get him ready for that matchup. Well, Andy, let me ask you something. When, when the defending state champion is a three-seed in the district, how, how good is that district? Yeah, yeah, it's a really tough district. Um, it, well, and it's interesting because um, we already knew that the, the, a few teams around here were getting votes from the top 10 pool, you know, New London and Winfield and Waco. And, um, but those other North Division teams like Hillcrest, like Pekin, they've shown that they can play with, with that level of talent. And then Montezuma, Montezuma's always good. Of course, I think um, they, had a, they had a pretty good senior class last year at the letter of that state championship, and they're still, what, 17-4. and four. So um, they're super, super tough. And, uh, yeah, that'd be fun. I actually we just wish that these were more uh, – I wish that they'd do more doubleheaders for these games because it would be fun to be able to watch them, watch them back-to-back. But um, there's some cool little – uh, little games, even like Wapolo and uh, Notre Dame. You know, Notre Dame's kind of had a, a down year, but they're a good basketball school. And um, that's a first, or that's a, a quarterfinal uh, district matchup there. Um, Winfield and Highland's a pretty good rivalry. So it's a it, it's a crapshoot, I think, in that district. Just the, the there isn't a, there isn't a big gap between talent between any of the season. As you said, Iowa Valley. Um, actually talking to I was over at the New London Winfield Super Conference Championship and asked one of the New London coaches you know who they're scared of the most and uh, Iowa Valley was one of the was one of the teams that he brought up um so I mean they're 17 and 4 too so um it's a, you got 17 and 4s all over here and 18 and 2 and 19 and 2 so look just look at the records um on that substate and it's pretty uh, pretty stacked well uh Michael I don't know have you played Wapolo yet or uh, there's a kid there named Evers or Evans or something like that that everybody's just raving about. Uh, Wapolo, yeah, we played them twice. We knocked them off, at, or they they knocked us off over at Wapolo, and then we were able to knock them off at home. Um, and they've got Maddox Griffin as the kid that you're talking about. Oh yeah, the Griffin boy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He is a he's a, a very good player. He's a you know he can score if he needs to. 
Um, he was a better player a couple years ago when they had a little better supporting cast around him because he's a very good point guard and he's a very good passer. So he's kind of lost out on some of that because he's had to take more of the scoring role this year for him. But I believe he had a, a 41-point game this year earlier. So uh, he can put points on the board if he needs to. And he's one of those guys that's big enough that he's a tough matchup for if you've got smaller guards. Um, but he's quick enough that you can't put a real big defender on him unless they're quick enough to stay with him. So he's a, he's a tough matchup for a lot of teams. All right, Andy. Why don't you start giving me some of the breakdown of the the games in 1A that are coming up in the playoffs? Uh, just give us about three or four, and then I'll have Michael take some of, some of the games like that. Yeah, for sure. Well, in the local bracket, they'll start out. Um, they will start out on the 11th with the, there's just two playing games: Lone Tree and Columbus, and English Valley and well, three games. Sorry, um, English Valley's BGM and Kyoto and Tri County. This is, by the way, in 1A5 is what I describe as the local bracket, which is extremely local. You know, um, Danville is the top seed in District 9. Uh, New London is the top seed in District 10. Um, but um, I'd say the best quarterfinal games will be um, games like Wapolo and, and Rolling Thunder Dame. Hillcrest Academy's got a, an interesting challenge, and in Holy Trinity's a little down this year, but that's a, uh, that's a first-round game. And then what will really get – and exciting is once you get into the sub-state quarters or the district semifinals, whatever you say, um, then you start getting teams like uh, – you get teams like potentially Winfield playing Hillcrest, which were two two really good teams this year already in the sub-state uh, quarterfinal. Or, you know, if New London's there and they're playing in Iowa Valley, and Iowa Valley doesn't have an easy game. They have they have Sigourney in their, um, in their um, I guess, district quarterfinal. And if you're a football fan, you know that Sigourney's got a lot of – athletes over there. I think Levi Crawford's their top scorer over there. Um, so once you get to them, then you could have either Waco playing either Montezuma or Pekin. Um, so once you get to those, especially those district or sub-state quarterfinals of uh, 1A5, that it already starts, you know, there are some years where it's like, oh, you know, maybe the finals will be fun or maybe the semifinals will be fun, but you're already getting good matchups, you know, in the quarterfinals. So it could be, a, you know, it could be the chalk could go through and the top seeds could go through and that sets up for some really cool matchups or it could be upset ridden. But, uh, I think we'll see a lot of close ones at least. Well, Michael, why don't you fill in some of the, the other games that we haven't talked about already? Yeah. He hit on most of them that I'm uh, aware of, you know, with being in the North division, you know, I've seen, seen a lot of those teams play. Um, you know, you talk about the Hillcrest Winfield game, you know, that'll, that's going to be an exciting game because, you know, matching up twice, you know, Winfield won two matches prior, but uh, anytime you got to face uh, Mr. Gingrich up there at, at uh, Hillcrest, you know, give him three chances at somebody, and he's probably going to get one of those three. So that'll be interesting to see how how Winfield matches up, especially being a younger team that they are. They're very talented, um, but they're a very sophomore-heavy team, so we'll see how that matches up for them. Um, you know, you talk about some of these second-round districts, you know, the Pekin – Pekin Montezuma game, everybody kind of feels it'll probably go Montezuma's way, which I'm kind of on board with that, even though being a Pekin supporter, Panthers would have to play probably their best game of the year, and you'd probably have to see a little bit of a down game for Montezuma. But with Coach Swanson, he'll have a good game plan for it. But then you turn around, whoever wins that is more likely going to match up with a Waco. You know, so, you know, you've got Waco, and then you got New London. It's going to have Iowa Valley probably. And then, you know, from the other half, of the district, well, the other, the second half of our sub-state, you know, you got Danville in there, so it's going to be, it's going to be a crazy mixy 
mixed up mess in this 1A Southeast Iowa region. You know, you kind of wonder, New London's probably shaking their head. How did we get thrown in here and still have Montezuma and Waco and all these other teams as well? I suppose they wanted to keep Danville and New London apart was kind of the, was the thinking, but I don't think it did New London any favors by adding in Waco and Montezuma and Iowa Valley. So, uh, Michael, stay, stay with me for a little bit here and uh, give me a couple two-way matchups that you're looking at, and then I'll have Andy jump in and, and finish out the two-way brackets. It'll be interesting to see in some of these two-way games. You know, we see some of those teams along the way with the, the Mediapolis, and and I haven't got to see Mid-Prairie at all. I know we, we scrimmaged against them early before the season started. Um, very athletic team from what I understand. You know, talking to my son being on the team, he said, you know, they were a pretty athletic team. And, you know, anytime you run the table during the season, you know you got to have have quite a bit of talent. Cardinal is a very, very athletic team. They can give teams some problems. Where they run into problems is sometimes they can get a little out of control and not be quite under control. They like to penetrate a lot and look to dish. And if they're hitting their three-pointers, they will be a tough out. If, when we played them Saturday night, Becker and Griffin Griner were both hitting their three-pointers. And if you've got those two knocking those three-pointers down, adding Dawson Lewis in the middle, they are going to be a tough out for anybody they face. All right. So, Andy, talk, talk to me about a couple of uh, two-way matchups got your eye. Yeah, well, first off, to piggyback on that Cardinal thing, I think I mentioned this last time I was on, but Cardinal has had this senior class, um, they've had a good basketball team the last few years, and they've always just had that one injury that kind of that kind of derails them a little bit. And they, they look like they're getting a little healthier. Um, so that could be a big one. I mean, if Cardinal could get to Mid-Prairie, um, which they would have, Mid-Prairie and Cardinal would both have to get to that uh, spot, that would be, you know, extremely uh, fun. But um, so one early matchup, uh, this is um, one that caught my eye, was so Mediapolis, they're 15-6, and six, and they play Van Buren County. Van Buren County is only 4-16, only and 16, um, but they've had a couple of those little boom games where they've um, stuck with teams. I believe they beat West Burlington the other day, and they have, um, if you've ever seen Jackson Mandy's um, he's a little brother of uh, Isabel, who scored about 30 points a game for the girls' team a couple years ago, and uh, well, the whole family's athletic. Uh, he scores about 20 points a game. So um, Van Buren obviously has a really tough schedule when they're playing Waco twice, New London twice, and and your teams that have them outside and stuff. But um, it'll be interesting to see because Mediapolis is such a good defensive team if if Jackson can get some points up, and you know that could be one of those teams where you look at him and they. You know, they're sticking with Meepo, and you're, you're thinking, how are they doing this when they're a four-win team? But when you have kind of the explosive guards that can score a lot like he can, uh, you know, those those possessions are, are so much more important in the in the postseason. So if he's out there hitting threes and stuff like that, it might uh, might wear on Meepo a little bit. So I think that would be a fun opening round one. Um, and then obviously, I mean, Mid-Prairie is going to be a big favorite until the sub-state, even playing against uh, Cardinal or West Burlington. Um and if they make it and they can, they face um, Comanche as the number one in the other bracket, and they've played really close. So, um, plus that would be played at Muscatine, uh, the, the house that Joe Weisskamp built, and that's a fun little gym. Uh, Mount Pleasant had a sub-state final in there a couple years ago. So that would be a sweet atmosphere if that gets there. But, um, yeah, as far as early games, I think it would be interesting to see how if Van Buren can keep up with me pulling that early one. Well, Michael, uh, let's talk about 3A. What what uh, what do you see there in the 3A playoffs? You know, I haven't even looked much at 3A, so uh, I've been kind of concentrating on our conference. So I don't, I can't give you really much insight in it. I know Washington's had a really good year, but other than that, I really have not kept up with 3A at all. Sorry well, do, about that. Do you, do you know who Washington plays? 
No, I don't even know who Washington plays. Well, that's okay. I'm sorry to ask you a, a question, but you've been uh, giving us some good information so far. Well, Andy, I know you know a lot about the 3A, and that's uh, there are some big, big teams in there. What 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 are we looking to see in the playoffs there? Yeah, so um, so our paper covers uh, three of the SEC schools: Washington, Springfield, and Mount Pleasant, and um, they just came out the brackets like yesterday for 3A, so they're they're pretty much brand new. Um, Washington's bracket is pretty um, kind of predictable to when they when they release the groups, whatever they call them. Um, Washington's got South Tama, who's a struggling team in the first game. That'll be, um, I believe, at Washington High School. Um, and they'll be heavy, heavy favorites in that. But after that, they could be potentially playing um, Stolen, which is a really good team in the semifinals. They, they, they're playing Washington's bracket is all those teams up on Iowa City and Cedar Rapids. As everybody knows, that you know sometimes that gets a little tricky because you're playing against teams that played 4A teams all year and now they're playing in 3A and maybe they're better than their their schedule. Um, but if Washington can get by South Tama and play with their South Solon or Cedar Rapids, um, they've got either Xavier or teams. I, I know Xavier was kind of a little team that you're going to see making it to state or at least the sub-state um, final all the time. So. Um, luckily for Washington, they've gotten a they've got a lot of experience against highly ranked. They they just played um, one of the top teams in two A with Williamsburg getting them, and, you know, the beat for Madison. So um, I still think they have strong guards, and, and they'll probably carry them through the first two at least. But um, that was a pretty predictable, and they kind of knew that if they would make it, they'd they'd probably uh, be split up with, with Xavier and Central Dewitt. But the the upper district, the one that Mount Pleasant and Fairfield got thrown in, I think I said. Um, the other day that I thought that they would be the number four and five seed and play against each other, and the four Madison would be the one seed. Um, that got all jumbled around with last week, and actually Marion uh, skipped over Fort Madison for that top seed. And so um, Marion plays Keokuk. Uh, you know, Keokuk's pretty young, and Marion will be um, heavy favorites in that. Mount Pleasant in the four or five games is Mount Vernon, which is the um, the school that they got knocked out of in the semifinals last year. Mount Vernon had a bunch of seniors, a bunch of good seniors. And that was just a classic. Mount Pleasant came back from maybe, you know, somewhere around 20 points down to. Salusa in the 3 6 game. And then in the 4 5 game, another really fun matchup. Fairfield got Clear Creek Amana. So Fairfield and Mount Pleasant are the five in the six. They have to travel. But I think that those are two. Two potential upsets for sure. All right. You guys have been great guests filling in for Scotty Melvin. He's back from his cruise and he's uh, immersing himself in uh, uh, studies of the basketball and watching the YouTubes to get caught up. He's going to do an episode with me this weekend. Uh, Michael, uh, talk to me about the Atomo Radio Group and how they're going to be covering the uh, the playoffs and how people can follow follow you guys on the social media and the, the radio and the, the, the streaming that you do. Yeah, if you um, if you want to check out the Panthers, we're on Classic Rock 101.5 KISS FM. Um, I bring you those games. I'll have the girls' game Saturday night. They, they start at home against Pella Christian on Saturday, so we'll have that on the air Saturday night. The Atumwa radio group covers Van Buren as well. Uh, Dwayne Cook has that, and that is, oh, I'm going to blank on what his station is. But then uh, the Cardinal Comets are on 97.7 Tom FM. And then they also cover the Tumble Bulldogs, of course, and they are on uh, with Jason Van Arkel. So 
those are the four schools that the Tumble Radio Group covers, Panthers, Comets, Van Buren, and the Tumble Bulldogs. Um, oh, and also Davis County. I about forgot about Davis County. They're on 104.3. They, uh, they do a Facebook live stream for them. Of course, I don't know if that's available for tournament play or not. I know it used to be they couldn't do that, and then they were able to last year, so I don't know if they're going to be able to do the live streams again this year or not. But they live stream the Davis County games, and they live stream the uh, Tumble games. But then the Cardinal and Van Buren and Pekin games are all just radio only. Or you can pick us up on the com or on, like, our games are on the KISS FM app, or there's also a Tom FM app for the Cardinals, Cardinal Comets. Let me ask you guys, during the, the high school playoffs, you had to get your tickets online or, or some other way. Is, is that uh, in the first round going to happen, or is it uh, something we're going to see later? From what I understand, that's the only way that you can get tickets is through the online purchasing. So you just so, can't you just can't walk up and get tickets. Yeah, and you can't just you can't just walk up and get tickets. I know in the past when Pekin has had it that way, they've had somebody there helping people buy tickets online. Um, but yeah, they cannot sell tickets individually at the game. They have to be purchased online. Just for the playoffs, right? Just for the playoffs. Yep. Okay, Andy, uh, talk to me about the Southeast Iowa Union and their coverage and how people can can uh, follow the playoffs through your paper. For sure. Well, um, well, we're first off, we're a, we're a Monday through Friday paper. Um, so, and we cover the uh, the areas um, around wa- the Washington Evening Journal's coverage area, Mount Pleasant News, and the and the Fairfield Ledger. Um, so, with that comes uh, fourteen high schools in one. And we'll be, you know, we can't. Between me and uh, my protege Hunter Muller, we we do the sports, and we can't be in every single game. We'll have a story on every single game at least. So that's as, that's as good as we can do, and we'll both be at a good single night. So um, if you want to follow and even um, help us out by tweeting your scores, our, our Twitter page is at Union Sports Page, and um, we'll be live tweeting you know quarter scores and leaders and stuff like that throughout whatever games we're at each night. Um, and um, we're online, coffeesiowaunion.com slash sports. And you can click around and, and read some previews and um, past games and stuff and maybe get uh, – if you haven't watched a lot of basketball games or been out, you can educate yourself on whatever teams because we've got, we've got stories throughout the year. So, Well, I want to thank both of you for stepping up and giving us uh, some good information. And I really thought that you guys worked well together to put, present the information. You both had very good information. And uh, the only thing I have left to say is if you need a trailer – Dr. Corwin Henshaw, I can't, uh, Richland, Iowa, T- Richland Trailer says, whatever your trailer needs are, he can help you. And uh, he helped us pr- provide uh, this excellent coverage of high school basketball. And this was the playoff uh, preview edition. Thanks for listening, everybody. And thank you two both for being on the show. I mean it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Out.